Welcome to the thrivingat60.com podcast, the number one motivational show on the planet. No more summer days for you. It's time to make lemons and lemonade every day. This is a podcast where we help you thrive, not just survive. We help you accept who you are, not where you are, by discovering and inquiring into how to turn lemons into lemonade. Are you ready for the roller coaster ride of a lifetime? Tired of feeling let down? Tired of the lemons life keeps handing you? We can help you make every day a lemonade day. It's time to put those lemons in a blender. Let's go on an amazing and exciting, unpredictable journey of discovery. We know champions sit in the front seat, so make sure your seatbelt is fast and tight. One, two, three, let's go. When you have an attitude of gratitude, people just want to hang with you. Introducing the woman who believes ordinary stands for extraordinary, the host of Thriving at 60, Wendy B. Welcome, this is Wendy B, and I'm a life coach, and I started this podcast because I believe ordinary people become extraordinary people. What makes them extraordinary is sometimes the adversity they've lived through and who they've become, regardless of those circumstances. Sometimes it's the little acts of kindness they bestow on people, one act of kindness at a time. I believe that most of us have the ability to thrive, not just survive. My intention is to cause curiosity, excitement, to thought-provoke, to cause people to alter their thinking and question their thinking, you know, to create a new future for oneself, a new future that wasn't going to happen if you didn't alter or question your old views. This could cause unpredictable results that could make a permanent difference in your life and in the lives of others around you. Don't you want to have that happen? Would you like freedom and power regardless of what life throws at you? It's easy to live life when life is working, but true power, true freedom is having freedom and power when our circumstances are yuck. This podcast is about when you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? So my last podcast, we were talking about how our environments can affect us, our thoughts and our feelings are going to continue and we're going to look at uh, people who are happy, healthy and wealthy. And they are, you know, usually meticulous about the people and the information they allow in their environment. And Jim Burns from the John Asraf videos or audios calls this our memetics, thoughts, our ideas, our concepts and our beliefs. And, and he says the key points to understand is to look at your environment. And I really believe that because I, I've been affected lots of times by my environment and didn't even realize it. So key points to understand is to look at our uh, your environment. Is it pulling you forward or it, forward in life or, are, or is it holding you back? And, and, um, and if you design the proper inner game, you are probably likely being pulled forward. But. If you don't design the outer environments, your other environments, uh, if you just upgrade your thinking by watching videos, listening to audios and reading books, that's wonderful. But guess what? If you only work on the inner game, but you don't work on the outer game, the outer game will pull you back into your old behavior. And, um, you know, so often like people who have addictions, you know, alcoholics or drug addicts, they'll stop the drinking, but they still hang out. Uh, they don't shift their environment. They still hang out with their buddies. And the next thing they know, they're, you know, the, 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 they'll be at a clinic and they'll be good for six months or whatever, but they come back into their old environments and 
frequently their old behavior starts again. So I, I just, you know, invite you to look at our environments to affect us. And I was doing some work on um, uh, re, with T. Harv, and um, and he and he said T. Harv Eckert, and he's a bestseller of Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And he says wealthy people. Um, you know, rich people think and act differently than the rest of us. They aren't born with this rich mentality. They learn how and then choose to think and act this way. It is a concept that's been in print for nearly a century, right? And um, and, and he, he talks about 11 uh, things that uh, are, are rich people are a bit different. Uh, they believe that they create their own life. You know, while average people think life happens to them. You have to be in control of your financial life, he emphasizes. You have to believe that you're the one who creates your success. And I really believe that and more and more as I get older. That you are the one who creates your mediocrity and that you're the one creating your struggles around money and success. Consciously or unconsciously, you st it's still you. And that's the part that I find fascinating because, I, you know, I look at the things that I've gone through and I guess I've been responsible for all of them. Um, and, and that's like, wow, to uh, I've been playing with that for years and um, and and rich people choose to think big. And, and if if not you, then who? That's how rich people think. Uh, Ecker writes, big thinking and big actions lead to having both money and meaning. Maybe that in other areas of our life too. You know, most people choose to play small, he continues. Why? First, because of fear, and, and I, I really believe that, false evidence appearing real. They're scared to death of failure, and they're even more frightened of success. Uh, people play small because they feel small. They feel unworthy. They don't feel they're good enough or important enough to make a real difference in people's lives. Woo, that sure is sh sh shifted for me. But I can remember um, feeling that way. And um, rather than um, p rich people choose to commit to attaining wealth, he says, rather than wanting to be rich, wealthy people consciously commit to being rich. Getting rich takes focus, courage, knowledge, expertise, 100% of your effort, and never give up attitude and, of course, a rich mindset. If you're not fully, totally, and truly committed to creating wealth, chances are you won't. They are both able to fully commit because they have precise goals and clear vision. And that's why I keep saying to you, do you have goals? The number one reason most people don't get what they want is that they don't know what they want. That's very true. Uh, he continues, rich people are totally clear that they want wealth. They are unwavering in their desire. As long as it's legal, moral, and ethical, they will do whatever it takes to be wealthy. You know, and I have to look at that. I, I say I want to become a billionaire. Do I have that mindset? And then he says, uh, continues on, rather than focusing on obstacles like most people tend to do, rich people focus and capitalize on opportunities. Rich people see potential growth, writes Ecker. Poor people see potential loss. Rich people focus on rewards. Poor people focus on risks. Very interesting. Rich people choose to play to win. While rich people play to win, average people play to not lose. I have that experience. 
Um, the goal of truly rich people is to have massive wealth and abundance, not just some money, but lots of money. If your goal is simply to be comfortable, to have enough money to survive, you probably won't strike it rich. Ecker writes, when your intention is to have enough to pay the bills, that's exactly how much you'll get. Just enough to pay the bills and not a dime more. The rich associate with those who are equally or more rich. Um, they hang out with each other. Successful people look at other successful people as a means to motivate themselves, writes Ecker. They see other successful people as models to learn from. They say to themselves, if they can do it, I can do it. Rather than being jealous of other successful people, they are grateful for them as they provide a template for how to attain such success. The fastest and easiest way to create wealth is to learn exactly how rich people who are masters of money play the game, he explains. The secret to uh, success is not to try to avoid or get rid of or shrink from your problems. The secret is to grow yourself so that you're bigger than any problem, writes Ecker. And he says rich people choose not to be derailed by their problems, and I, I've experienced that myself. The road to wealth is fraught with traps and pitfalls, and that's precisely why most people don't take it. They don't want the hassle, the headaches, and the responsibilities. In short, they don't want the problems. Rather than focusing on or even noticing the problems, this super successful focus on their goals. Uh, Ecker says, rich people choose to focus on their net worth. The true measure of wealth is not working income, writes Ecker. Net worth is the financial value of everything you own. It's the ultimate measure of wealth because if necessary, what you own can eventually be liquidated into cash, writes Eckert. There's nothing wrong with getting a steady paycheck unless it interferes with your ability to earn what you're worth. There's the rub. It usually does, explains Ecker. The wealthiest people never have a ceiling on their income, nor do they choose to get paid for their time, says the self-made millionaire. Rich people prefer to get paid based on the results they produce. If not totally, then at least partially. He writes, rich people usually own their own business in some form. They make their income from their profits. Rich people work on commissions or percentages of revenue. Rich people choose, to st choose stock options and profit sharing in lieu of higher salaries. And rich people choose to manage their money. So wealthy people are not any smarter than poor people, they just have different and more supportive money habits, writes Ecker. The single biggest difference between financial success and financial failure is how well you manage your money. It's simply to master money, you must manage money. Average people choose not to manage their money because they believe they don't have enough to manage. Until you show you can handle what you've got, you won't get any more, says Ecker. The habit of managing your money is more important than the amount. And then, you know, the last thing he says is that uh, rich people choose to constantly learn and grow. The wealthiest learn how to be successful from those who are richer and more successful than you are. Then they continue to learn even after they are attained incredible, incredible success. Every master was once a disaster, says Ecker. No one comes out of the womb a financial genius. Every rich person learns how to succeed um, and at the money game, and so you can too. Success is a learnable skill. So that's a, a lot uh, that I've, I've shared. Um, 
for you to look at. So, <laughs> so in closing, I want you to look at do your environments pull you forward towards your goals or do your environments hold you back? Use these questions to pull you forward. Are you in control of your success? All those things that Eckhart said we could use, even if it isn't wealth, isn't your goal, okay? So are you in control of your success? Do you think big? Are you committed to attaining what you want? Do you focus on opportunities or do you focus on loss? Do you play to win? You know, who are the people you associate with? Are you easily derailed with your problems? Are you willing to focus on results? Do you manage your money well? I think if we don't manage our money well, it'll follow us all through our whole life. It affects everything. Are you willing to constantly learn and grow? And then I want you to look at what new action could you take right now that could make a difference, okay? And, um, you know, what? ask this question, what are you committed to? And start taking new action from that commitment or that view. And what are your habitual patterns that have you not thrive, okay? You know, look at your environments because that's what we're looking at right now. What areas in your life do you want to be more effective? So what environments are not as effective as you'd like? What areas do you want to thrive in? Well, what did you like best about this podcast? I request you subscribe to my podcast and rate it a number five. What topics would you like to hear me talk on? When you get handed lemons, how fast can you make lemonade? Remember, with an attitude of gratitude, you can make lemonade. So tell me about how you thrive. I'd love to hear from you. This is Wendy B. Email me. My email is Wendy B and the symbol at and then full words, T-H-R-I-V-I-N-G-A-T-S-I-X-T-Y dot com. So Wendy B and the symbol thriving at 60 dot com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you want to download all my podcasts, uh, go to my website and it's thriving at 60 dot com. All the words thriving at 60 dot com. Keep thriving. Thank you for listening to thriving at 60.com with Wendy B. What did you like best about the podcast? Email Wendy B at thriving at 60.com. Keep up on the latest by subscribing to the podcast. Also drop by the website and rate the show. Turn lemons into lemonade at thriving at 60.com. <laughs>